Hey everyone, it's Connor here, and you're really welcome to another episode of Money and Plants. This is episode seven. This particular episode is very much different to the previous six, and the reason for that is today, Saturday, the 30th of May 2020, is World MS Day. And this is really a day when people who live with and suffer from MS right around the world celebrate and share stories of information and try and educate and empower people to try and live their best life regardless of an MS diagnosis. And for me personally, uh, it gives me a great opportunity to record a very quick but hopefully powerful podcast uh, over the next number of minutes uh, to really try and share with you, the listener, and maybe people that you know, my own journey of healing and recovery and hope. That song you just listened to, I thought it was a very appropriate way to open up this particular episode. It's called The Climb by Miley Cyrus. And I think if you listen to the words and the lyrics of that song, it doesn't matter who you are right now. I think every single person in the world is going through an incredible amount of anxiety and stress and strain. If you look at the pictures coming out of the United States right now, it's on the brink of civil war. If you've seen what happened throughout the week, I think it was Monday last when an American police officer pretty much killed Floyd George, a black American in Minneapolis. And over the last few days, you've seen the reaction to not just black people in America, but white people, yellow people, people of all color, of all creeds, vent their anger against what we all know is the real pandemic in the United States of America, racism. And I just thought that Miley's song, The Climb, I thought the lyrics captured a lot of what maybe each of us are thinking right now. I'll just read them out to you again, starting from the beginning is, I can almost see it, the dream I'm dreaming. But there's a voice inside my head saying, you'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking, every move I make, feels like lost with no direction. My faith is shaking, but I gotta keep trying. I got to keep my head held high. There's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to make it move. Always going to be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm going to have to lose. It ain't about how fast I get there. It ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's all about the climb. 
I'd like to kick this episode off by taking you back to 2006, July. I was a director in a real estate company in Belfast. I had done really, really well in my career to date. The previous five years, I was, I was very successful. I was making lots of friends. I was making lots of new acquaintances with really interested and very successful people. Uh, what stood me in really good stead was my ability to communicate with people. I think I got a lot of the characteristics and skills that, that I now have from, from a very early age. I immersed myself in sport. I figured out early on when I was five or six that I was pretty good at sport. And I, I did really well at both soccer and, and Gaelic. And I think that camaraderie and the characteristics and the friendships that I made at a very, very young age is something that has really helped me now when I'm 42 years of age, deal with all of the adversity and the anxieties that life continues to throw at us. But in July 2006, I was just about to go on honeymoon actually. And at that time I was playing Irish League football. I was 28 years old. I was in really good form. I actually remember uh, running up and down my stairs at that time, um, thinking, you know, how could it go wrong? I, my my life was so good. I was I was I was doing what I loved in terms of the Irish League, um, semi-professional football. I was really successful at work. The property market at that time was fantastic, and I was marrying my childhood sweetheart at that time, in a few weeks' time. And I just I just remember there was a moment on the stairs when you know I was just so excited about being alive. And I think if you fast forward four weeks then from that very moment, I went from one feeling of excitement and satisfaction and gratitude to the complete opposite, which was one of hell, pain, worry, anxiety, and stress. I went off on honeymoon to Mauritius and the very first day that I arrived off my 10-hour flight, I took on well. I was rushed to hospital and I spent the rest of the honeymoon in a hospital 10,000 miles away. And I had lots of symptoms at that time. My whole body went pins and needles and numb. I was, uh, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't believe it. I was never really sick. The interesting thing now, uh, which wasn't relevant at the time, but I had one bout of serious illness when I was a young fella at five years of age, I had glandular fever, the Epsi-Barum syndrome, which actually is very much connected to people then who go on in later life to develop multiple sclerosis, which obviously I have. But anyway, uh, I was really struggling. Uh, I got back from Mauritius. I was in and out of hospital for the first couple of months. I was obviously off work. My employer at the time was very understanding. And... Over the next 12 months then, I spent um, considerable time in and out of hospital. I spent a lot of time with my neurologist and the rest of the time I was at home. And I think at that time I was certainly going through my first kind of nervous breakdown when I just couldn't believe what was happening to me. My body was uh, debilitating. It was falling apart. I had pain everywhere. I, I struggled to walk at that time. I was on lots of medication, maybe four or five different forms of medication at the time. This was now 2006, 2007. 
and pretty much it was it was hell on earth and about 12 months to the day that I got my first symptom on honeymoon in Mauritius I was at the Ulster Clinic in Belfast and my neurologist diagnosed me within a few minutes he said Connor I've looked at your MRI scans and I'm looking at your notes for the last 12 months and I'm now confident that you are living with and will be living with this for the rest of your life a condition called multiple sclerosis MS is one of the conditions that I was hoping that I didn't have at that time I suppose there was a number of conditions that lent themselves to how I was feeling for the previous 12 months including MS, motor neuron disease, ME um, and a range of other neurological problems but I'm a really positive person and I always think I can fix things, anything um, I've, I've huge confidence in, in my own ability to keep going and never giving up and not throw in the towel but at that time to be quite honest I, I did throw in the towel and, and I gave up and I lost all hope and that continued then I went on uh, a range of other medication disease modifying drugs which are supposed to prevent the MS from developing and prevent relapses and for the next four years I, I really struggled with, with living with life with existence um, I sort of went back to work uh, I actually started my own business then uh, in that time frame as well but uh, I suppose you could say that the lights were on but there was nobody at home I, I've written about this in my first book Attitude is Everything where I started to question you know my my life and my existence and uh, I talked about suicide in my first book I think it's something that everyone thinks about uh, our mortality and, and what is life all about at times and I think the problem in, in Ireland is we just don't talk about it openly but I'm pretty open book and I did question for, for some time I didn't want to be first of all I was told in my diagnosis by my neurologist that within 10 years 25% of people normally uh, end up in a wheelchair that it's a progressive condition and it's very likely Connor that you're going to get worse and whenever the medical community start uh, wiring you um, and programming you to believe that you're going to get worse and that you're going to be on medication all of your life and that you might need to get a new job because the one you have is quite stressful and you won't be able to play football again and basically it's 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 rewiring your brain to believe that things are going to get worse and I think that's a problem not only in medicine but I think it's a problem within the entire community and we certainly have seen that in the last couple of months with COVID-19 the anxiety and stress and pandemonium that was created around this current pandemic where they told us in Northern Ireland that there was going to be up to 15,000 deaths and at the point of talking to you guys this weekend I think there's been 700 700 too many but the point I'm making to you is that fear and anxiety seems to be the drug of choice for people who want to have some form of control over people and populations and society. And anyway, it worked for me because I certainly went into a very dark place at that time. And I was starting to lose hope. I struggled to find anybody in the world who was living really well with MS. I couldn't find anyone in Ireland everybody that I spoke to or met I spoke to a number of people in the MS Society and in charities and 
the whole entire approach to living well with uh, MS or finding people who were living well with MS at that time was, it was nearly impossible. So anyway, to give you the short version, because what I want to come out of this podcast, I want, I really do want to share a positive of strength, of endurance, of, of healing, of recovery, of hope with anybody who's listening now. And I don't care what ailment it is that you suffer from. It might be anxiety, stress, depression, addiction. You maybe come out of a failed marriage or a failed relationship. You've maybe, uh, you're maybe in a failing relationship. You've maybe uh, lost hope in life. You've maybe lost hope in yourself, in your own existence. You're maybe, maybe your business is, is going down the swanee. Maybe your business is going to go to the wall. Maybe you're under financial distress. Maybe a relative is sick. Something, something is pulling you back. And what I'm trying to convey in this short podcast is that I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is that's pulling you down. The point I'm trying to get across in this conversation is that you can heal, you can recover, you can feel better, you can get stronger. You can get your sense of living back. And you can still go on and do all the things that you always wanted to do. And here's the other thing. It doesn't really matter what age you are. It's all about your attitude and your approach to living. The first book I wrote was called Attitude is Everything. And I really, trust me in this, I really believe, this is, I'm being totally honest, I never realized how powerful that title was at the time. Because for me, I just knocked this, this book out. Um, it was about, it's called Attitude is Everything, my MS journey. And I just knocked it out over three months on the, on the computer. I, I, I just had it, it, it was like a, it helped me heal and recover and it helped me come out about my MS because at that time, not a lot of people knew I was living with this condition in silence. And then the second book's title, Iron Mind Against All Odds. Again, very, very powerful, empowering, hopefully. And I'm really, really proud of both books. But the message that I'm trying to get across and have been trying to get across for many, many years is that it doesn't matter what happens to you in life. It's all about how you react to what happens. It's all about your attitude and your approach to the anxieties and the stresses that are facing you every single day. I think one of the most profound people that I've came across in the last number of years is the gentleman I spoke about in episode six of Money and Plants, Dr. Victor Frankel. And I think it's important on World MS Day that I share his name again and his message. This was a, a guy who was in the concentration camps in Auschwitz. At any moment, he could have been sent to the gas chambers, but because he wasn't reasonable health and reasonable attitude, the Germans decided to keep sending him to the fields to do work. And the way he got through the concentration camps was it didn't matter what the Germans said to him. It didn't matter how much they beat him. It didn't matter how much they try to destroy his brain or his thought process. They couldn't take away his imagination and they couldn't impact his attitude and how he was going to react to what they were doing. And I think for anyone living with a chronic condition or anyone right now 
who is going through adversity in their own life. I think that's a great message. I think it's a great mantra. I think it's a great way to approach whatever it is is pulling you back in life. So I have told my story many times over the last number of years and ultimately it's now 2020. I've been living with multiple sclerosis for the last 14 years and in 2016, I mean every day, this is why I read a lot, I study a lot, I listen to people. I'm always trying to find voices of authority, voices that are not uh, conflicted. Um, people who are independent, people who speak the truth, people who have integrity. It's very, very, very hard to find people of tremendous integrity. And particularly in, in today's society, but you know, I, I keep looking for these people. And by doing all of that work in the last number of years, I decided in 2016 against the advice of the medical teams and the MS community to stop taking my disease modifying therapy, to stop all form of conventional medicine, to stop all the drugs. Instead, I decided to go on a plant-based diet, completely change my environment and try and fight my condition through lifestyle means. And over the last four years, for me, thankfully, the results have been incredible. I think the big takeaways for me has been that within 28 days of the new plant-based diet, so no meat, no dairy, lots of fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds, plenty of water. Along with that, I've also worked very hard on my sleep. I spoke to you about sleep in my previous podcast. I also got out of very toxic and negative relationships because if you're in a negative, toxic relationship, that will make you sick, that will fuel the inflammation in your body, which will ultimately lead to your downfall and increase symptoms and cause all kinds of destruction. So I was able to, to manage and exit toxic relationships. I also exercise every day. I mightn't do an hour every day, but I certainly would do at least half an hour every day. I read a lot. I'm on a journey of personal development. So in all of this, I've got what's called a plan. And what I learned through my conventional debt business is that everybody needs a plan. You need a health plan. You need a business plan. You need a family plan. And on World MS Day, I have, and I have been sharing my journey of healing and recovery across my social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I've been sharing my plan with thousands of people all around the world, which is great because I'm talking to you from my kitchen in Northern Ireland, and within the next 24 hours, this broadcast will go right around the world, which is very, very powerful. And the really good news is that, you know, I have, I have bad days and I have good days, but I used to never have good days. And over the last few years, I've started to have great days. I've started to have lots of days where I don't have any MS symptoms at all. The interesting thing is, between 2006 and 2012, I didn't believe that the days that I'm experiencing and have been experiencing in the last couple of years was possible. Because I sort of bought in to the 
conventional thought process of medicine, which is you can't repair the broken physiology. Your body can't heal. Whatever damage is done with the MS, it's done. Thankfully, through my, my faith and my spirit and my temperament and my sense of being and my mentality and the fact that I just want to keep getting better, an incredible sense of wellness. I want to get my body back to where it was. I haven't given up. And last August, I got the incredible news following an, an annual MRI scan that the MS was, was now no longer active in my brain. And really that vindicated and validated every single decision that I made around going off the medication and going on, going on to this new approach, which was my lifestyle approach to managing my body and managing my recovery. So the very powerful message that I want to share with you, and I would like you to pass this on to anyone you think might need to hear it, is that uh, over the last number of years, I have engaged with literally hundreds of people who have had their own and are going through their own challenges in life. And the truth is that not everybody makes it, not everybody improves, not everybody repairs and recovers and heals. Some do and some don't. But what I do know is that it's those people who pull together their own plan and implement their own plan and take massive action every day tend to have better outcomes. That's my experience in life, not just living with MS and fighting a condition that's trying to rack me every day, but also I've been very fortunate to work with so many, I don't like the word successful, but I've been very fortunate to work with so many people who have done very well from an entrepreneurial point of view, from a business perspective. And any of these men or women that I know who have achieved any kind of success in life have all been working to their own plan. Many of them are open to change. And I think it's so important, no matter what age you are, no matter where you are in your life, that you, you try and change your attitude and change your approach to life and living. And it's really, really hard. Because none of us are up every day through the week. I think it was Wednesday. I struggled. I got up. I felt weak. My form was poor. I didn't know what was wrong with my body. For someone who's living with MS, I always have this concern that I may be having a relapse whenever I don't feel well. And I struggled. But I talk about the, the little green man on my shoulder. I speak about this in, in my books where it's always trying to tell me that it, you know I'm getting ill and it's not going to work and forget about it and Mr. Negativity. And that's kind of your subconscious mind, which is trying to destroy you. But I think it's really important that we understand then that whenever things are low and are flat, and whenever I was speaking to a friend of mine on Thursday, I told him, he says, how are you doing? I said, well, I'm okay today, but I wasn't, I wasn't feeling so good yesterday. I was, I was in the red. I talk about the petrol tank in the car and the lever down in the red. And I says, but 
I knew that that feeling would pass because I've been here so many times. And you know what happened? As the day went on, I got outside, I tried to do some exercise, I think I cut the grass. Things started to feel a little bit better. My mind started to settle and hope started to return. I got a good night's sleep and then on Thursday, I was back feeling a lot better. And that's why I started off this podcast with The Climb in My Luceris because it is a song that I used to listen to a lot whenever I was really struggling with life, with MS, with business, with relationships. You know, there's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to make it move. There's always going to be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm going to have to lose. It ain't about how fast I get there. It ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's all about the climb. The struggles I'm facing, the chances I'm taking, sometimes might knock me down, but no, I'm not breaking. I may not know it, but these are the moments that I'm going to remember most. Just got to keep going, and I got to be strong. Just keep pushing on. There's always going to be another mountain. And that brings me to a close of episode 7 of Money and Plants. A very different episode this week, but it is World MS Day. It only happens once a year. And I know there is over 10,000 people in Ireland living with MS and over 100,000 people in the UK. I personally believe the figures are way, way, way more than that. And, you know, I think everybody, anyone I've ever met, knows at least one person who's living or suffering with MS. And I suppose, you know, I'm doing this show, I'm creating the content, I'm, I'm putting the effort in and, and I'm really growing my listening base. There's been over 1,700 downloads to the show to date, which is brilliant from the standing start. And I'm really grateful that uh, you're giving up your time to listen to the content that I'm creating on Money and Plants. But the one thing I want to ask this week, I don't ever ask and I haven't asked you to do anything for me yet. But if you know anyone who's living with MS, maybe you know a relative of someone who's living with MS, or maybe you just know someone who needs to hear this week's episode because it really is hopefully a story of healing, recovery and hope, then 
if you do me a favor would you just share the link share the podcast with whoever it is you think might benefit from hearing this week's episode i would be truly grateful for that and as always i'm really open and look forward to receiving your feedback on this week's show i did a solo cast this week i didn't need any guests i just wanted to share with you a very positive story of someone myself who has been able to continue to fight and recover from a chronic illness when apparently the odds were stacked against me but i had to rewire my brain i had to change my approach to living to life and so far so good i do have good days but i also have bad days but thankfully and thank god i have more way more good days now than bad days so that's it i hope you enjoyed it this week all i want to do now is uh, wish you really well uh, enjoy the sun it looks like it's going to be here for another week and remember to look after each other and look after yourself